0: Lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and this is a, a very, very, very special episode. Not just because I am doing the the full like initial intro for the show with my guests on, which I don't do that often. Well, we are talking about the QWI 200, the top 200 uh, list of LGBTQ pro wrestlers for the year of 2021. And I have assembled a panel who has wide knowledge of not just all of pro wrestling from from independence up to major promotions uh, and everything in between, but also extensive knowledge of putting together projects like this uh, in in different forms. Um, I guess we could start off first off Please welcome the editor-in-chief of the PWI, Kevin McElvaney. How are you doing, Kevin?
1: Good. I'd like to apologize for holding up this meeting about 45 <laughs> minutes or however long it took me to get my mic situated.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you are you are totally fine. You are totally fine. So glad to have you here. Um, also from PWI, as well as Black Resilience and the curator of the BW500. Oh, and also I can't forget to mention Grabsity over at Fightful. Please welcome Righteous Reg. How are you doing today? Hey,
2: oh, I'm doing great, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This is great, List is amazing. Uh, Thank you all for being here, this is super cool. Um, I know that making a list like this is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I just wanna first congratulate you for accomplishing that and uh, this is cool.
0: Oh, thank you so much, thank you. So glad to have you here. also from PWI, as well as Bell to Bells and the host of the Get the W podcast for for PWI. Please welcome Kristen Ashley. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm really excited to be on here. I'm
0: honored to be on here. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. Um, It's it's so dope. And then, of course, also a, a published writer with PWI from Wrestling Inc. as well. You can catch him um, on the Wrestling Inc. Daily every Thursday and also some other days as well here and there. Please welcome Paul Pratt, better known to everyone else as the manager of champions, Polio Del Mar.
4: I am very honored to be with such an esteemed, <laughs> esteemed panel of guests. Thank you for having me on. And of course, um, thank you for doing something that I think is so important to represent The breadth of talent in the LGBTQ plus community, two hundred competitors across the gender spectrum, across the sexuality spectrum. What an undertaking, and it's uh, just a distinguished honor to see my friends be recognized in this capacity.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. I have, I, I really. I don't know. I have a hard time accepting praise. So thank you to, for all, all the <laughs> kind words all around. Um, but with, with introductions done, uh, I'm glad that we have the crowd, the the most crowded episode of LGBT in the ring we've ever had here to talk about this list because, um, you know, this list represents personally a, a huge project that I believe is vital to the pro wrestling world, especially as we continue to see the rise in profile of um, underrepresented populations and communities, um, but also it represents, a, a, a like Reg put it, a lot of work, uh, a lot of, of late nights that I know that all of y'all are familiar with as well when, when, when putting these things together. And this is just, this is a celebration. This is a time to like, we're, we're going to talk about the list. We're going to talk about different things, but this honestly just feels like a celebration of it in, in my mind. And I'm so stoked to ha- share it all with y'all. Um, obviously, whenever this is dropping, it's the same day as the top 20. Um, and, and I have given all of you a little preview into the top 20, including who is number one. So I guess we can go ahead and start off the show by um, congratulating one the business Billy Dixon mm. for receiving the number one spot on the QWI 200 Big um, deal. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know uh, what were y'all uh, y'all's thoughts whenever um, I did show y'all the list and, and what did y'all think about Billy being the number one choice on this list?
2: Well-earned, honestly, Billy Dixon has done so much, not just this year, the last couple of years to establish himself, to establish his brand, to establish all the people that he surrounds himself with and just making sure everyone gets the spotlight shown on him. And the things that he's done just in the last couple of months with a uh, pro wrestling vibe now, with being a deathmatch wrestler sometimes, with just being all over the scene, so well earned Billy Dixon. He just like worked
4: really hard to get where he's at and he earned it. Well. Of course, congratulations to Billy for uh, the placement as number one. I think that for um, a lot of people who are watching this uh, list unfold, Billy's placement at number one could be a surprise. I think that a lot Mm -hmm. of people would certainly have thought it was a foregone conclusion that Effie, who ranks number two, would probably top this list. and. Mm when I was looking at the cumulative top 10, one of the things that I was reflecting on actually was a conversation with Kevin McIlvaney about the PWI uh, top 500. And that is that once you get up into the, you know, maybe like five through number one, and certainly three through number one, then it begins to become a bit more subjective. Like how do you determine which of these very well-qualified individuals takes the number one spot? And I think that each of the top three um, holds a different place in the LGBTQ wrestling community. Effie certainly has that place as the most recognizable individual within our community. Billy is somebody who has been working very hard and uh, I think certainly represents somebody who is trying to diversify himself and really grow into who we may, I think this is only the beginning of what we're gonna see from Billy. My gut before seeing this was that um, the dark, that dark chic would have the number one spot because I mm-hmm. see chic as revolutionary in so many capacities in what she does and the way she has been presented very recently with Nick Gage on a national scale, giving visibility to intergender matches, to trans visibility within the wrestling world, to stepping outside of what I think many people thought of her as for many, many years. So that was where my gut was. But I think when it comes to the top three, it literally would just come down to what you perhaps as the person who's compiling this list views as the most beneficial or biggest events and accomplishments of the past year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was let me let me just I'll just say that right now, like the top five was the hardest, obviously, mm, um, obviously. All, all five of, of the top five, which, you know, from from five to one, MV Young, um, Trisha Dora, Dark Sheik. Effie and Billy Dixon, all five of them could have been number one in, in mm-hmm. my eyes, um, and I think a lot of other people's eyes as well. And I, when I tell you that I agonized over that choice, and it caused me the most anxiety.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, it is not an understatement. But at the end of the day, I felt that what Billy has done, not only in um, his in ring work, which has been incredibly consistent through and through you know throughout the year um as well as stepping more and more into the death match world that match with aj gray at wrestlemania weekend still stands out as like a top two or three match of the year for me personally um and also just looking at what he's done in terms of like raising the profile of the community and how he's embraced um he, he's embraced the 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 marriage of queer elements of queer cultural elements as and bringing that into pro wrestling as well like i don't think you have an event like paris is bumping without somebody like billy dixon at the helm honestly and that kind of is what tipped it a little just enough for me to put him at the top this year it was like effie has been amazing and i, I will always sing the praises of effie um and, and it, was just, it, was, oh, it was such a hard choice um Kevin, I'm curious, since you and Pollo were having a discussion between yourselves, I'm curious to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's a really solid top five, and with the exception of one of those wrestlers, you have people who are not only wrestling, but as you mentioned, uh, promoting as well, and doing some really innovative things while promoting, not just any old show. Uh, Obviously, Dark Sheik's been doing that for many years, Effie has the brunches. Billy has, Paris is bumping, and then, you know, uh, Butch versus Gore now becoming a pro wrestling vibe. Uh, And then, of course, MV Young has done all the various things that MV has done um, in different environments, really unconventional shows. And then the other person in the top five is Trisha Dora, the world champion. So it's really a solid top five. Um, I think it's really cool that Billy's in that spot because just like personally, I really enjoy on top of, I, I realize that Billy is is very significant uh, to the LGBTQ community, but he also is just such a great worker and I think really underrated, has great promos, but he's this awesome, awesome sympathetic baby face, um, especially when paired with the right opponent. I mean, his matches with Darius Carter, incredible. Um, and really just reminds me of you know, like a dusty roads in a lot of ways. And I think he could be as, as big and uh huge as he wanted to be within the world of wrestling, but he's just also not focusing as much on his, you know, his own career because he wants to help uplift people. And that's really admirable.
0: Mm -hmm. No, it it definitely is. And, And I love the platform that he and so many others are, are creating in that way. Um, and especially looking at like his early year, where like before that WrestleMania match, like he, you know, he was looking to possibly get out of pro wrestling. Without that AJ Gray match, kind of so showing him that he could that that this is where he needs to be. Like I think that we could have missed out on so much, um, and, and that would would have been a terrible shame. Kristen, um, what? Give me your thoughts on on uh, on Billy and in, in, in the top five here.
3: Yeah, I don't. I would say that the, the, the wrestlers who made the top five don't surprise me, maybe the order, but I, I can totally agree with, with Billy being a number one, like we talked about, and especially with these particular lists, you know, we're doing a snap, a snapshot in time. It's the last year. We're really trying to focus on, um, giving spotlight to underrepresented populations and, and, who has better done that this year than Billy Dixon? I mean, sure, maybe a lot of his moves have been backstage, but that's really where the change happens. And that's, that's what's important. And yeah, Effie is completely recognizable. He comes out, I sing his song on the top of my lungs every single time, can't help it. And so, yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite wrestlers regardless. Um, But Billy has done so much for different populations. Um, and it continues to just be a surprise. I'll be honest. You know, I, I didn't know much about him before this year and he really just like blew my mind with some of his character work, his promos, his in-ring stuff. And then to know that he's doing so much backstage. I mean, it, he belongs to number one, in my opinion, I think it's
0: a good mm. call. Mm. Well, what surprised you about the order? I'm curious, like this is just in my own curiosity.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, I guess, I don't know i mean i guess trisha dora like i'm gonna probably get something from her for saying this but i didn't think she would be so high um mm-hmm. but that's just me um you know i think you could probably interchange some of these pretty pretty easily i think the, fi- the top five is so strong and they're so strong in so many different ways that you could probably just switch them around and and um that would be fine but i mean i like the order that they're in no
0: i mean it's 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 a testament to the year that that lgbtq pro wrestling has had honestly and and it's it's i don't know i i i am eagerly excited for the rest of the world to see this list and to see and also for billy to see this because i think that's something that can get lost sometimes in putting these things together is like especially for a list that does like celebrate communities that don't normally get the shine in this way um and and I'm sure you know reg and, and Kristen and and poyo can definitely attest to to this and that if you're like giving the the opportunity to celebrate somebody who um, hasn't seen that same pro like spotlight put on them on a, on as large of a stage as as something like this and to see that reaction, which we've honestly, I've seen throughout the entirety of the list release like so many of the people that are on the list just, Like inundating social media with like so much like love and and appreciation for it. It's, I don't know, it's it's something that I am very, very excited to finally uh, have the the public see personally. I want to go around real quick before we start discussing because I do want to talk about like the, the nature of putting these things together and what they represent. But I also want to kind of open the floor to everybody to kind of talk about the list as a whole. If there were any like people that stood out to y'all that are any like notable like rankings or just anybody any any general thoughts about about the list itself and start with with Paul Yeo on this one.
4: Um. Absolutely. So Again, I think that when we look at the top five, I think that it um, becomes a situation of like interchangeable assets that could be ranked in different orders that might change placement. But as it begins to move down the list, there were some placements that I found a bit surprising. uh, And this is so dicey for me because I'm about to give opinions about people who are largely my friends. And I I know that there's going to be like, pushback about that but for example seeing sunny kiss listed in the top 20 was shocking to me because sunny kiss despite the high profile that he or they or she depending on what uh day of the week you know uh, that individual might be presenting themselves uh th- besides working for one of the largest companies in the world their placement in that company in my mind does not rank a top 20 placement I look at perhaps the level of visibility that Sunny brings as being fantastic when Sunny is given the opportunity. And I need to make it very clear that my thought on this placement is not about Sunny, not about the talent involved in that performer, not about um, the capacity or abilities of Sunny as a professional wrestler. It's more about the fact that Sunny works for a company where Sunny is scarcely seen. You know, I went to months and months of live broadcasts of AEW and Sonny was in the crowd every single time at ringside during those early months of, the, of this last year and got a tremendous response. Every time Sonny walked through the doors, the audience erupted. But do we ever really get to see Sonny even at a fraction of what Sonny can present? Almost never. So for Sonny to take a higher placement than somebody like Akita Murray, Akita, who's everywhere right now performing at these incredibly high levels, or Jay Vidal, who is an incredible talent that I think is really on the come up. I, I think that that really caught me and stood out because despite what Sonny is capable of, Sonny's not allowed to present that.
0: No, I mean, and that 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 is definitely a, a frustrating factor that plays into this because obviously with pro wrestling, it's not just about how well you perform in the ring, but it's also about what the promotion that you work for does with
4: you and does with that talent as well and, and i'm you you yes i mean like are you a placeholder that's one of the things that marginalized communities always face like are we a placeholder for them to be able to send out a goodwill message that oh we do or are they going to invest in us as a talent that's why for me somebody like um akita who gets to perform in places or Jay and gets to be a top level contender or title list in a place that may not be as high profile as AEW always will rank over somebody being on an AEW roster sitting unused on the bench.
0: No, I could definitely understand that point. I definitely can. Um, Kristen, any uh, thoughts on the list or anybody that stood out to you from the overall 200?
3: Yeah, I mean, I really, really, really appreciate that you put Benny on here. I think that's so awesome. Um, surprising that she's the only entrant from Japan, but then again, I'm not sure. The size of the community over there. I'm not sure um, how large that community is, but how how awesome. And there are probably going to be some people that she's hot that, that they're high, um, just because Seedling itself is not really well watched unless you're already kind of aware <laughs> of Joshi uh, to begin with. But um, I was so happy to see them on here. And, and Erica Lee, like, yes, Erica Lee. Um, Erica is for as a woman who. Has issues with just being like Miss Polite myself. Like I find Erica to be super refreshing in the ring, outside the ring. She does um interviews, at least with us, she's done them pretty close to gimmick. And so it's really hard to tell if she's being serious or not. Um, and I love it. I think like she she pushes so many boundaries of what you would expect from um, a female wrestler in the ring. And I, I think she had a phenomenal year. She wrestled in, like, what, 20-something? I mean, just a million promotions um, has held a title. And it's just, you know, now we get to see a little piece of her on AEW with Willow. And I just I lost my mind for them because they both deserve it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that those two are so high.
0: No, er, Yeah, Erica and, and Vinny both, like, those are two names that I, I knew were going to be pretty high. Honestly, you know, and um, especially because and, and I will like show a uh, pull back the curtain a little bit on last year's list. Um, I didn't know that Erica was out last year. So Erica wasn't on the top 100 last year. Um, and that's my own oversight. And I apologize profusely to her whenever I found out otherwise. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we had yeah, we had a conversation, but like was, she, she's a treat and, and I really enjoy being able to 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 honor her this time around whenever I made that mistake last year. Um, Reg, any uh, any standouts for you on, on the list?
2: Yeah, I want to uh, also show my love for Dark Sheik. Dark Sheik might be my favorite the, my favorite wrestler that I discovered this whole year. Um, I got to see Dark Sheik live a couple times this year, and I was blown away every single time at what she did. Uh, Hood Slam is a, an incredible everything, and she's a part. She created it. It's just like everything that happened this year for Dark Sheik was great and amazing, and I think the placement is perfect. I also love that there's a lot of crossover between our two lists, A lot of people that are on my list Mm -hmm. made your list, which is awesome to see. It was awesome to see wrestlers like O'Shea Edwards and Mr. Grimm make the list because they're like newly, a lot of people are newly out. And so for them to be represented so quickly and everybody be so happy for them was just great to see. And wrestlers like Don't Die Miles. There's so many incredible, incredibly talented wrestlers that were on both the lists that I'm just so happy that we're here.
0: No, and and I, you bring up a good point. Actually, that that kind of also pushed me to expand the list this year was just the sheer amount of people that came out this year and that mm-hmm. felt comfortable and empowered enough, based off of like where wrestling has moved and where culture has moved, to be able to openly express their identities in, in the way that they have. You know, I look at, I definitely look at people like Grim and, and O'Shea, but also you know MSP. I look at um, people like. Um, of course, as soon as I start trying to list names, they all run out of my head. But like there's <laughs> just a number of people, Sandra Moon, Adriel Noctis, um, right. you know, so many people that really put themselves out there and, and put their full selves out there to, to the point that, you know, they were perfectly willing to like establish themselves as part of this community. And, you know, just the it was in the double digits. It was we had like 16 in Pride Month alone. And I know there's some that I missed during that time span too. So, like to see that, there was, it was the perfect timing for, for the list to expand. And I love the fact that, that so many people who are newly out and, and as Sassy Boatwright put it, baby queers, um, to be able to, to kind of come out and to be represented on, on this list and be represented in all the communities that, that they um, call home. Yeah. Um, I'll go to Kevin now. Kevin, uh, any, any names stand out to you?
1: Well, you mentioned Sassy. I was really happy to see her on the list. Uh, one of the uh, best people to follow on Twitter, just super great comedic timing. Um, in general, one thing I thought was kind of cool, you know, the PWI lists for better and for worse have these strict um, activity requirements, which does mean that some really influential people can sometimes be left off. Um, I, it doesn't look like there was any really specific one here. I mean, this is certainly all active wrestlers, but you know, some people for various reasons were, whether it be health reasons or geographical re- regions, you know, especially, you know, look at people in the UK, um, not as able to compete in as many matches this year when championships or put themselves on the radar, but still meant a lot to the community. And because of that, uh, you know, they have a place on this list, whereas, you know, for example, maybe they're not on the PWI lists this year because of that, because it is so ensconced in a kayfabe, but that was a really cool thing, and it was just in general cool to see um, some representation from the UK on there, and really from from, uh, all different parts of the US, and that is one thing that PWI will be uh, criticized for sometimes, is that, like, There's a lot of people ranked maybe from certain regions like the Northeast or the Midwest, and then certain other regions are a little more overlooked. So it's cool that you really were visibly like scouring the globe here and and trying to be as inclusive as you could in that way. That was pretty awesome. Right,
2: because I, I get attacked by Canadians
1: every <laughs> year. Like,
2: hey, remember us, Reg? My, why do you, Reg, sorry. Reg? Why do you hate Canada? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm like, you guys,
1: <laughs> let me tell I Pat hate
2: Canada, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I it was a conscious effort to try and show, and, and it's all it's not just because I wanted to have representatives from across the globe on, on this list, but also to show how widespread, um, the acceptance and the profile. Has grown for not just LGBTQ people in pro wrestling, but just LGBTQ people as a whole, especially in countries that don't have, still don't have really positive attitudes towards it. Like one of the people that stood out to me when I was researching this out was um, Jan Carlor, who is a Brazilian out queer pro wrestler in a country that is ruled by Bolsonaro or not ruled, but like governed by Bolsonaro, a staunch homophobe. Um, and has engendered a lot of homophobic um, a- attitudes towards, um, towards the community in that country. And for, for him to be out and proud and forward-facing about that, uh, not only in his wrestling career, but in his life as well, is something that was deserving of honor. Um, and the activity uh, uh, a requirement that you speak of, like it, I kind of adopted a thing where... I wanted people that were active wrestlers. I wanted people that had at least like one to a few matches to be on the list. And obviously that does impact where the ranking lands um, depending on how much you were able to work, but it's still like, I think that removing not necessarily adopting that um, guideline from the PWI guidelines was a, a, a needed thing. Um, not just because of the lack of activity due to like COVID or, or other things that might have impacted people's ability to work but also because let's be real lgbtq people even in 2021 where we have this large celebration of of the people that represent that community in wrestling still have to struggle to get booked sometimes they still have to struggle to prove themselves to promoters to get not just high profile spots but spots sometimes and and that is thankfully starting to change slowly and, and, and more so as we start to create our own spaces through, you know, people like Dark Sheik and Billy Dixon and Effie and then Young. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that was a, a conscious effort on, on my part to make sure that if like, if you, if you wrestled and you were part of this community, you were considered. Like it was just bar none, that was the, the, the bottom line here um, because just getting in the ring is a statement in and of itself, honestly. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at SarahInTheSafeWord.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com iwtvlgbt and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com iwtvlgbt Check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT Ringpod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show Well, um, kind of taking a, a step back from, from the actual names on the list, I want to talk to, to y'all about putting something like this together and what it represents, because, you know, obviously we all here have um, some experience uh, when it comes to profiling pro wrestlers and profiling pro wrestling as, in, as an industry and kind of these these recaps and sort of thing. Um, I'll start with, with Kevin on this one, like, Looking at the the process of putting together the PWI five hundred, and I know and I know and appreciate the fact that you've been very vocal about you know expanding the the view uh, of the publication on LGBTQ people, non-binary and gender diverse and trans individuals as well. When it comes to not just the rankings on on the various lists that y'all have, but as well as coverage too. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the process of putting something like that together and what these sort of lists really represent to communities, um, you know, under underrepresented and otherwise.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess the first thing to note is that the 500, when it was started, it was not explicitly a male list to begin with. It wasn't marketed that way, at least not at first. Um, the reality is that in the United States at that point, uh, women women's wrestling was not really a thing. I mean, it was, it was very scattered, inconsistently booked in any of the major promotions, hardly appeared in a lot of the regional ones. You know, of course, Japan, whole other story, all Japan women, that's, it's at its height when uh, the, the 500 was begun. But, you know, women would occasionally rank on the 500 based typically on their competition, it being a kayfabe list uh, against men for various championships or not. And then, you know, by the time I was in any position to mold or shape this list in any meaningful way, apart from sitting in the meetings and helping shape the upper part of it, um, but in that time period, the women's 100, now women's 150 uh, came into being. But the reality is that it's not that straightforward. I mean, it's, on its face kind of a strange thing to say he, these are the best wrestlers in the world and then these are the best ladies wrestlers in the world i mean it's good because it gets the representation out there but also gender is complicated and a spectrum and um for that matter the the people who are wrestling each other have changed i mean we in the past for example had sarah del rey rank on i think it was called the female 50 at the time which is a regrettable name <laughs> um ranked on that and the pwi 500 in the same year and especially with her 500 ranking i think she was way too low she was four something um but the people on the committee that year were very insistent that this was a separate list than the women's list and that she only be graded on her matches against men even now that's largely how we do this because honestly with um so much being our, our understanding even, or and when I say our, I mean like at PWI understanding of how, how, these things are playing out, um, that, the the definition, very definition of gender is evolving and the, the ideas of who can wrestle, who, you know, very much changing as well, especially on the independence. Um, the way we're doing it is more or less treating it as the 500 is the heavyweight list. There are there are junior heavyweights on there, but more or less there are Uh, accomplishments in heavyweight competition or like unweighted competition are taken into consideration. Um, Meanwhile, the women's 150 list is you have uh, primarily based on quote-unquote women's divisions or promotions. That's why you have someone like Vanny, who is the genderless pro wrestler, um, and Max the Impaler, who competed in the Ring of Honor women's division, they're on the women's list. We're not saying these are women wrestlers. We're saying these are wrestlers who are uh, genderless and non-binary, respectively, who are doing well. Um, you know, I think when this list was started up, the the five hundred list, these kinds of conversations weren't even thought of, um, and it's good that we're at that point now where we have to reconsider how we do all these. You know. Um, But even still, I mean, you can see this now from doing, uh, Brian, this this ranked list this year. It's a little bit of a challenge and it's you don't want to leave anybody deserving off. um, And you also don't want to have somebody have, say, a lower ranking and think, well, geez, like I thought I had a really good year. It's not that they didn't have a really good year. It's just that you have your criteria, whatever they are, and then you evaluate people based on that. I'm kind of all over the place with this, but I, I, it, the thing is, it's a big topic.
0: <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. Yeah,
4: but honestly, like I think it's a, I think it's a valid point. Sorry, Paul, go ahead. I just wanted to, to defend Kevin here because I think that, um, especially when even when it comes within the LGBTQ community, people who are members of the community are sometimes at a loss for how to express what the the moment is like. And like mm-hmm. when I say the moment, mm-hmm. I mean that. Literally, as you said, this is um, a fluid conversation that evolves day by day. And so even for those within the community to not step in a landmine of controversy, it becomes a little bit challenging at times. So I applaud somebody like you, Kevin, who is to my knowledge outside of our community, but wants to better represent us within the publication that has become the standard bearer for our industry, for our passion for pro wrestling, and is trying to navigate really challenging conversations in a way that is respectful and not offensive to anyone. And and I think that needs to be applauded.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I mean, I don't need applause. I just want to do the right thing. But um, I'm sure in a couple of uh, months, I'll even listen back to this and just be like, oh, what was I talking about there? And it it really (laughs) is just trying to uh, navigate this situation where you want to uh, showcase the people who are doing this the best, but also in a way that's actually representative and inclusive. And, you know, it's, it can be a challenge, but that's that's what we're here for.
0: No, and, and I kind of, ugh, walking that line is, is a tough thing to do, but it's a needed thing to do. And and I, I will second Pollo's statements about you, Kevin, and, and everybody at PWI, Kristen, Reg, you know, all the people that are working to, to push the, these conversations in pro wrestling forward. Not just for LGBTQ people, but for all underrepresented communities in in this business that we all love dearly, or else we would not be doing the jobs that we have. Honestly, Um, it's amazing to see. And even like looking at this list in particular, like, and this is I'll 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 be frank about like something that that I um, struggle with here when putting this together specifically is that like unlike other lists that like the PwI 500. Or, or a number of the lists that the PWI puts out, this list really dealt with identity. And, and I think Reg can also attribute like some of this this stuff here with the BW500, like dealing, whenever you take the purview out of, of, their, of the pool of people you're looking at away from just pro wrestling and put it focused on a single community, that it, it's empowering, it's outstanding to, to do and to elevate these people, but also it opens up New lines to walk in a way, you know, like I'll I'll be I won't name names, but there are people that were considered for this list that, you know, like LGBTQ, like a number of LGBTQ people like aren't don't want to be like public about that sort of thing and then don't want and, and have a complicated relationship with their identity at times. And and, you know, and I respect their wishes to not like publicize their put their names on such a large stage. In this way because like that's a huge thing in, in our community is that like everybody comes out and everybody puts themselves out there on their own time and it's a it would be a, a uh, travesty for me or anyone else to push someone beyond their comfort level when it comes to how they are working through their identity or working through how they see themselves within any other cultural circles while you know rectifying their own their own selves um reg i'll i'll post the same question i post to, to to kevin uh to you um what is it what does it mean for for these for these lists to uh to come out and and how what kind of impact do you feel like they have
2: i mean just uh the importance of Letting people know that there's a lot of us out there. That's kind of where it started for me with the BW500. There was always this talk of, well, who can they sign? Which black wrestlers are out there? Who I thought all the good ones were signed to these companies. And then I come with, no, here's 500 of them all over the world that you never heard of that you can now discover. So it's always kind of been about discovery for me. And that's what this list can grow to be. You know, some people don't know some a lot of people are going to look at the list and say, oh, I didn't know this person was out. I didn't know this person was this. I didn't know this person was that. And so just going from there, which will lead to more conversations that will lead us to a better place. With my list, there was so much talk of representation. There's still so much talk of representation that we were avoiding having a lot of conversations. But then when you kind of present everything like, well, there's no You can't say there isn't this because here's this you kind of eliminate those steps so anytime you can have a list like this with discovery give people the chance to find more than what's just presented to them because a lot of people only know and care about the things that are presented to them i.e things that are put on national tv i.e things that are right there on their face in social media so if there's a list that we can Send people to hey, there's this list you guys can discover over here. That's always a great thing to do.
0: No, I completely agree. I think the, like the discoverability that these things uh, put out there for people, um, it, it's amazing to see. I love seeing people like post on Twitter that like it's amazing to see 50, much less 200, exactly on this list. Like it, it's it, it's, I will always uh, have a smile kind of my face when I think when I see that sort of stuff come out there. Um, Kristen, I'll pose this, the same question to you. You know, with your work on the women's 150 um, over PWI as well, like a lot of these same um, topics, I feel like bleed through over there as well.
3: Oh yeah, and to Kevin's point with the separation of the lists, and honestly, to the point of all of these lists, is that you know they're separated, or that you know your list or Regis exists because the industry is just not fair. It's not there yet. And if we were like to say, just have one 500, there would be so many women that would never rank and their work would never be recognized because wrestling itself is not fair. It's not half and half. Even if you take away like the heavyweight championship criteria, women don't get as many matches. They don't get as many titles. They don't have as much time. They, you know, their competitors may not be um, uh, as strong as, as the men's. And that goes for all the lists I mean that's not just for women that's for different races different identities I mean it's all of it and I really appreciate Regis in this list because I wasn't aware I'll be honest I wasn't aware of a a lot of people on this list and I want to be aware of the people on the list I mean there are going to be a lot of fans who are going to be oh thank you because they want they want to help and they want they want to you know make it aware um but also i have to remind myself that the lists aren't really necessarily all for the fans they are for the talent like when i make you know uh, lists or when i when i sat down to do the women's 150 i thought this is really for the talent and you touched on it too when people get excited it's like hey we know you had a really good year we know you fought really hard despite all the stuff that pushed you back especially this community you know um, there's just not a, there's not enough spots on cards and, um, just recognizing that and going, despite all that, you still had a really stellar year that that's, I try to remember that, especially when the fans come at you, you know, cause they will, they always will, um, is to remember that it's not, it's not about them. You're not taking a survey of every single fan. Um, it's about the talent.
0: Exactly. That's what the, the QWI awards are for. That's the fan voted awards. Y'all get that one. The <laughs> list is me. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on, on, on all of that. Honestly, it, it's, it's a very empowering thing to see. And, um, you know, I'll go to Pollo on this here because I know Pollo, you've been very, very vocal on social media, like congratulating people from the 200, from number 200 down and, and really just using your profile to highlight a lot of the people on the list as well. I'll pose the same question to you. Like, what, what does this list mean in terms of like, um, representation and and putting more visibility on the community?
4: First of all, um, I'm not exactly sure why, but I got very emotional. I felt like tears spring to my eyes when you actually asked that. And um, I think that it's for a lot of reasons. Number one, um, when looking at I'm going to use my own story as an example, and, and I'm not obviously on this list, but. Because of my identity growing up, because of who I knew from a very early age that I am, I thought a dream that I had of being a member of the pro wrestling community was not available to me. And I went a very long time in my life before I chose to pursue that. Because what I, it took me a long time to realize is dreams, my dreams are for me and I cannot let somebody else take them from me. And the reason I say that that comes to mind is because I know that no matter how much society has changed and shifted and evolved, that there are people on this list who had that same thought process that because of who they are or who they became, meaning like they might not even have known who they are when they started this journey into the world of professional wrestling, people like Dark Sheik, that's been an evolution that has taken place in the public eye. People like Jamie Senegal, an evolution that has taken place in the public eye. People grow up and sometimes believe that what society thinks of them limits who they are and what they can achieve. So for something like the QWI 200 to acknowledge and recognize the accomplishments of these individuals, many of whom I am so incredibly blessed to call my first <clears throat> Incredibly blessed to call my friends um, is very important to me. So uh, for me to see my friends congratulated is huge. And then to go through the list and as so many of us have said, to recognize that there are more of us out there in the world you know that are not being recognized um, calls to mind something else I, I got very, very lucky through a relationship with Effie and other people to be catapulted this past year into a real prominent position in the independent world of professional wrestling, especially among the LGBTQ community. And somebody who's very close to me said, oh, you went from zero to gay A-list overnight. And I, I don't want to acknowledge that that's a possibility that it happened. But when I look at your list, I recognize that the people I'm closest to in this industry are many of them in the top 40, if not the top 20 of your list. And um, so maybe that's true. But what it made me so grateful for is that I don't believe in a gay a list. I believe in um, people who Bust their ass to make a difference and who are working hard to achieve their dreams. And it makes me extremely, extremely happy that out sports, that um, out in the ring, like all these things that are coming about in our community are recognizing people for their hard work. And um, I know this is long winded, but the last thing I wanted to say is I was super proud to look at where our list and the The BW500 and the Women's 150, that intersectionality of these incredible talents and communities and to see how many people are overcoming what could be challenging obstacles on various facets of their life based on their racial or ethnic identity, their gender identity, their sexual identity, and see how phenomenal they are doing in the world of professional wrestling today. Uh, Thank you,
2: Coyle. That was great.
4: Thank you. Thank you for that story. I'm so, I'm so sorry, I also got really, really choked up because I just love these people and, you, and um, you're shining a spotlight on them. And I love that, thank you. Uh, it's,
0: I, I don't have words, that was just beautifully put. I thank you, thank you. Um, well, I guess as we kind of start to wrap things up here, um, I was just gonna go around the table for any any final thoughts. That y'all had on on the list or anything else with the, the year 2021 that we've seen. Um, I'll start with, with Kristen on on this one.
3: Yeah, again, thank you. I mean, I and thank you for your story. I'm I, I'm about to cry. Um I
4: it's... wipe my eye with this dirty sock that's never <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> that might
2: be the most I mean, polio del Mar thing you've done in yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. Right
3: um i i'm really impressed with this list and it, you can tell you put a lot of thought into it and like kevin said you really scoured um and you know thank you because again i was not aware especially towards the bottom which is right usually the case with any list um of some of these wrestlers so now i get to go and find them
4: oh um, there's so that's... many bottoms on this list so many
3: <laughs> bombs <on this> list. <laughs> boy was like i'm back all right. Get <laughs> together, like get it together, woman. Zero to sixty. Um. In fact, <laughs> you know the issues with the women's one fifty and people with with the merge list issues and then Regis list and this list. It's actually um convinced me that I need to make a women's five hundred. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. And so definitely that I started doing, which is gonna be a process. I did not realize just even just grabbing names how long this is going to take, Um, but you know, again too, like the match minimum is one, and it's about empowerment too. There's another criteria, just empowering other women. And um, it's about showing fans who who, who were convinced that there weren't many women who could wrestle, that there are plenty, just like with black wrestlers, just like with this community. It's either they're there, you just have to see them. So um, thank you again for, for your work on this, it's great.
0: Thank you, Kristen. Um, we'll go to, to Kevin next.
1: Just, I'm in a virtual room here with some amazing people. Puyo, Paul, thank you for sharing that story. Um, I have to mention that apart from being manager of champions, just fantastic writer um, and was it was a pleasure to edit your work and, and publish it in PWI earlier this year, I know that was something you kind of had on your bucket list for a long time. Um, And as has been mentioned here, I mean, Brian, for you to put this list together is a huge thing. I've shared this before on several podcasts and I think Reg has had to listen to me share this on several podcasts, but with (laughs) the black wrestlers list, um, a true resource for us at PWI, who may not know some of the wrestlers, for fans, for promoters. I mean, you can make the argument that people look at a list like Reg's and that people have gotten opportunities on TV, even gotten signed because of it. Um, You know, not to name any names, (coughs) but- um, Come
2: on, dude. I'm not trying to get a spine buster, man. Come on.
1: on. Um, But deserving wrestlers, this is the idea. You know, someone Mm -hmm. like that. name I unintelligibly coughed Uh, (laughs) and you know Brian with your your list here this is I thought you know fully expected opening the list like okay I've at least heard of most people by now like I I really this is all I do every day and like there were some new people like oh wow I need to check this out or like okay in some other situations I I remember this person and I haven't seen their work in a little bit I need to go back and revisit you know so really good important work that you're doing here i thank you for uh allowing us to see this list before the the general public the at least that you know the tail end of it um and uh for having us here it's really it's really been a pleasure um you know as a uh a more or less cis more or less straight guy um i am learning stuff every day um there is so much to learn so many incredible talents out there and for you to shine this light on them like this and to undertake the work of doing a ranked list of of these wrestlers it's incredible hats off to you
0: thank you kevin thank, thank you so much um yeah. um go to reg next uh, final thoughts um
2: i just want to say first of all this year has been great for representation um i've been to a uh, show about representation myself hosted by someone presently on this panel with us, Pollo Del Mar. That's how I was introduced to Pollo Del Mar. I wanna say thank you to Pollo. I'm California wrestling. I love California wrestling more than anything in the world. And Pollo Del Mar has been representing for California wrestling like no one else has. And I just wanna show my appreciation this list is amazing. I discovered a lot of great wrestlers this year. MV Young has been doing some amazing work. The shows he's been putting on, the crazy power bombs and things he's been doing <laughs> have been insane. Um, Edith Surreal, oh my God, incredible charisma, talent, all the things you could ever want. Uh, this list is filled with people that are just beyond them being you know, a representation for Uh, you know, a bunch of people, they're just really great, talented wrestlers, you know, at the end of the day, turn a match on and you're going to see some amazing, talented people. So thank you for creating this list. Thank you for shining the light on so many people. Thank you for adding on to representation. It's always great when we have so much more. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. It's been great.
0: No, I'm I'm very thankful that that you were able to be a part of this. And, you know, I I look forward to the BW500 every year. Thank you. The same as all these other lists. So like' it's, it's amazing to see. Polio, I will give you the, the last word, final thoughts.
4: Ooh. Um, one of the things that certainly comes to mind when I look at this is that when you talk about underrepresented communities, in the history of professional wrestling, whether that's women, um, African Americans, gays, Latinos, One of the things that I think has been predominant in the industry is that most major promotions will only have X number of those individuals on a roster at any given time. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that unfortunately communities that should be bonded together by common interests, beliefs, and life experiences are pitted against each other because they are fighting for that one opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we have one gay. I'm sorry, we have two black people. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. we only need four women because at most we need a tag team match. And so one of the beautiful things about the lists that we've talked about is that these underrepresented communities can come together and be um, celebrated individually, but have the opportunity to celebrate each other collectively. And I think that is so wonderful. Um, and uh, when I was looking at the list in its entirety, I some things stand out to me. Obviously, we talked a lot about the top 10, the top five, but then I see people that I love and appreciate, like number 40, The Shade, uh, coming out of Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. I texted him this morning and said, I'm so excited for your placement on this because it gives you a great room to grow in a realistic way over the next year. You know, you have somewhere to shoot for. And of course, I would be murdered if I didn't mention Marco Mania at number nine. Uh, Marco Mayor, who is part of my Money Power Respect tag team, who I'm gonna tell you, he has talked for a year about the possibility of making this list. (laughs) And, And so it really shows how much people within the community Want to be recognized in this way. And, you know, so I love the fact that we have this for a variety of communities where we get to celebrate each other and then come together and celebrate, like I was talking about, that intersectionality. We all overlap. There's so much that we have in common. And we get to celebrate each other tangentially in this way, too. And then the final thing that I want to say is directed at you, Kevin McIlvaney because you recently oh <laughs> profiled Dark Chic in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and it was so well deserved. But with the underrepresentation of managers as a traditional and long-standing role in the world Uh-oh. of professional wrestling, I think Ooh. that somebody who is a five-time QWI award nominee and whose life goal has to been to re- re- reflect, represent, and participate in the world of professional wrestling as exclusively a manager, which has long been forgotten in your PWI annual awards, that mm-hmm. a profile in Pro Wrestling Illustrated is only only acceptable and due for the manager of champions, Pollo Del Mar. Thank you, Brian Bell, for allowing me this opportunity to <laughs> <wrestling> <laughs> at
3: such a
4: public level.
3: I would gladly feature you. Yes. I would, yes. Kevin, do I get a chance to get, respond
1: Kevin, since I was you mentioned?
3: A <laughs> no, <laughs> do not, have a no
2: response for you. You're out. This is Poyo's time.
4: <laughs> and I wish they could see how stunning, despite wiping my tears with a sock, I look while reading his feed for Phil right here. It's you true. always look stunning, Toyo. always. Thank
0: you. are so very welcome.
2: You deserve it, Kevin. You
0: deserve <laughs> it, Kevin. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you so much for, for taking the time to I love to the chat. fact that but... he
4: literally did not get to respond.
0: Uh, yes, oh, well, yeah. my
1: response was going to be, yes. I think oh. that sounds like a great idea.
2: Wow. Let's there talk after go. this. Look at that. I'm <laughs> making it.
0: History here. There we, we go.
4: Making game. history. Thank you. There we herstory. are. History. Yes.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it whenever good things happen to good people. I love it dearly. Thank you all so much for coming on. Um, I do want to give you all a chance to like let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and find your work. I'll start with Kevin.
1: Uh, there's this wrestling magazine called PWI. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might have mentioned it once or twice.
1: You can find, it, you can find us on the web at pwi-online.com. Uh, subscription link is still down because we're upgrading that system. And some of that's just totally out of our hands. But you can call the number on there if you want to subscribe. Or you can always order directly from uh, the website. Uh, this is coming out this the uh, women's 150 issue still on newsstands and the uh, issue with Big E on the cover and the tag team 50. Oh, sorry, Big E on the cover with the cover story written by Righteous Reg will be Thank on you. newsstands next Tuesday.
0: Awesome, awesome, Reg. Where can everybody find you online?
2: Next Tuesday, you can find me on newsstands cover story PW <laughs> 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 at Righteous Reg on Twitter, on Instagram listen to me every Saturday morning, Grab City. We are on Fightful Network and we are here to stay. So it's Righteous Reds with BW500. The BW uh, year-end awards will be out sometime
3: in the next couple weeks. So look out for that.
0: Awesome. Kristen?
3: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Kristen Ashley, of course, at Bells Bells when I get the chance to write uh pwi i have my women's wrestling column get the uh sorry the w column um and then i now get the w which is bi-weekly and the next episode we're talking stardom um and it's a big end of the year for them so we're really excited about that
4: awesome awesome and polio first of all i as much as i'm a horrible heel or like a terrific heel and, and a horrible person when i do that I'm also sensitive and I didn't mean to bully you into covering me, but I am. All right. That's Um, fair. I am just so honored to sat on a panel like this, like these individuals that you have had as your guests today, Brian are very much changing the way that people consume and look at the world of professional wrestling. And I really value the work that each of you are doing. Um, You can find me. Generally speaking, Thursday's co-hosting the Wrestling Inc. daily podcast with Nick Hausman on all wrestlinginc.com uh, social media. You can find me on Twitter at the Glamazon PDM, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Pollo And hopefully um, very soon you'll be able to pick up a copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the <laughs> premier publication covering the world of professional wrestling with a feature story on the manager of champions, Pollo Del Mar, perhaps written by Miss Kristen Ashley.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I cannot wait. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. My thanks once again to Reg, Kristen, Kevin, and of course the lovely Boyle Del Mar for taking the time to come on the show this week and chat about the QWI 200 and to um, just share all the the wonderful thoughts share in this celebratory week that we have had over the past seven days, um, honoring all of the amazing accomplishments and the uh, amazing uh, movement. Uh, and the just this lovely, lovely thing that we call LGBTQ Pro Wrestling. Simply Pro Wrestling but a celebration of our community within it. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart to all of you listening, thank you so much for um, engaging with it and um, for reading it and and enjoying it. Um, Congrats once again to Billy Dixon for being number one, and congratulations to all 200 on the list and beyond that because, um, you know, The pool has grown so much just in one year Um, in terms of, you know, the people that not just are on pro wrestling's radar, but my own radar, you know, I, obviously a lot of my work is focused on this community within pro wrestling. Um, I would say pretty much all of it (laughs) to this point, but, you know, even then, even with that, that straightforward focus you know there are some people who slip through the cracks of my view sometimes and and to those that that I have let that happen you know um, I I would simply offer an apology um, and know that you know I I while I pride myself on having an extensive knowledge of all of our community that is or as much of our community as I can within within pro wrestling you know Um, there are people that I am just still learning about you know and it's a it's a wonderful problem to have and just know that um, no matter where you are on this list or um, if you didn't make the list this year. um, What you are doing is amazing, whether it be wrestler, manager, ring announcer, commentator, camera person, promoter, any way shape or form within this industry. It's amazing to continue to watch the growth of this community um, and to continue growing my own uh, knowledge of of this community and being able to celebrate even more of it because of that. So, yeah. Um, that being said, though, I've <laughs> just like last year, there there were some people that came up uh, as the list was being uh, was after it was finalized and after and as it was being released to the public that did come up on my radar and and um, the same thing happened last year where I had a few people, um, you know. Reach out afterwards that I didn't realize were part of the community, and, and I felt bad because they <laughs> had years that were worthy of, of being uh, on this kind of list. And um, for this year, I think I'm going to establish <laughs> a fun thing that I'm going to call the the MX uh, 201. And um, you know, for people that I find out about in the during the course of um, releasing the list and, and this year I have two that, that kind of came to my mind and that would be um, Chase Burnett and Victor Analog um, Outstanding, outstanding talents. Definitely check them out as well um, But yeah that, that's QWI 200 is in the books for 2021 That just leaves one more uh, major thing for this show and this year, that being the QWI Awards, the fan voted awards that all of you lovely people voted in. And we will unveil those winners on next week's show with some very special guests. Um, and I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, but before we wrap up here today, I did want to take a minute because the work never stops. Um, I wanted to address something from AEW Dynamite last night. Obviously, there's been a clip going around um, from a match featuring Anthony Bowens um, where a fan used a... Or rather, not a fan, just a a member of the audience at the show in Long Island used a homophobic slur, um, yelled it during Bowens' match. Um, And, you know, Anthony was... You know, very forthright in in his response online and and you love to see it. But at, at the same time, like hearing that, one, it lets me know that, you know, the work isn't done, obviously. There's still things to be addressed, even when it comes to audiences of companies like AEW that, you know, have patterned themselves as a more... Progressive or, or inclusive, rather, the better word, company uh, like that. These things cannot continue to happen. Um, and, you know, I would love it if security teams at these larger events kind of implemented the same policies that we see at, you know, some indie events, a growing number of indie events where there's a zero tolerance policy on this stuff. Um, I would love for that to happen. I don't know if it will, but um, all we can do is continue to normalize our identities and and show that these things um, are not going to deter us. And I think that 2021 and the year that so many members of the community have had in pro wrestling proved that point exponentially nothing's stopping, nothing stopping this train it's it's forever it's forever going and it always will be and for as long as I can I will be here to cover it, chronicle it and celebrate it alongside all of you um, I think that's a good place to leave it for this week go check out the top 20 article on Outsports if you haven't already um And thank you so much to all of the um, photographers and all of the um, people who put, you know, the graphic designers that put the promo images together and just all the different, all the things that don't normally get celebrated when it comes to the world of pro wrestling. Because, like, that list wouldn't be possible in the form that it's in without all these great artistic people, you know, from the wrestlers to the photographers to graphic designers to promoters, all these people. Um, there's, it's. I know I'm the one that puts it together, but I can't do it without so many, many, many other people who put their passion towards this thing that we all love and build community through. Um, oh, so with that being said, uh, come back next week for the QWI Awards for 2021. Um, but until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and get your booster if you can and y'all I'm tired <laughs> everybody's ready to die
4: everybody's yes, ready to die Bye. everybody's ready to die everybody's ready to die if they didn't see it coming from the top
1: of the bridge she made a deal with the demon so a lover could live with the moon is back Devil in Japan stick, it's the phone less six six six